this week on the SA Rugby Oak Podcast. I dropped a couple of tens out of tens this week. Uh, not the like of me that. at all. Um, Kane Moody, 10. Look, a couple of tries. What a player. Um, AI has asked, would you rather have the precision kicking of Andre Pollard or the electric dynamic play of Marnie Lebok at the World Cup? Oh. AI, you look into our souls! <laughs> For those of you who are not from Cape Town, who do not know what Mavericks is, I've actually never been to Mavericks because uh, my soul is intact. Um, but George, do you want to explain to the listeners? I think it's not like I've been there. Um, anyway, um, Mavericks is almost like a gentleman's club. but It's a strip club, no. ladies and gentlemen. It's Mavericks <laughs> is a strip club. Uh, welcome to the SA Rugby Oak podcast with me, Matt, the SA Rugby Oak. And my faithful host, Triton George. How's it going? Absolutely fantastic, especially after an amazing Bok win yesterday. Let's talk through the Wales Springboks match in Cardiff yesterday. Obviously, look, we know that it was uh, probably a third-rate Wales team against what I'm going to probably assess as a B-plus uh, Springbok team. Still a lot of names out, but... Very close to maybe what uh, our starting team might be at the World Cup. Let's dive right into it, George. What did you think of the game? I thought the game started off all right for us. I was a bit worried because considering the team that Wales put out there, I was thinking, gosh, we're gonna, we should hit them from the get-go. And we didn't. I mean, we scored early, fine. See ya. Listen, see ya comes back. <laughs> oh. A little, little dunk off to Marks in the first oh. three minutes. Fair. Okay, as so I've jumped the gun there a bit, but after that we looked a bit, a bit flat. But um, I suppose that's what happens when you go up to Wales. They're playing the Principality Stadium. I've been there to watch a game. It's immense. There's the noise, the crowd, the flames. They love, they love the flames there. Well, so, they are the dragons. <laughs> they are, and it, it made it made for early watching was a bit nerve wracking. I was a bit like, oh, this is not looking good considering the squad we put out compared to them. No offense, I'm not taking any digs at Wales here. Um, but I'm just saying, I thought we'd, the first 20 odd minutes, we would have really put it to them. However, the boys turned it up um, and it, it went better. It got a lot better and I was happy by the end of the game. <laughs> put it yeah, look, they, I, I think they turned it on. We, we spoke last week about predicting scores, probably about a 10, 15 point margin. We didn't realize the the injuries that they'd have late on uh, in the game, um, Dan Bigger, etc., yeah. being pulled out last minute, just as a precaution for the Wales fan, but probably sensible um, pre the World Cup with that match against Fiji being their first one. You don't want to be, um, you don't want to be injured running into Fiji. But I think no. Sia actually was really humble in the post-match interview. If you if you saw it, talking about them being in that stage a few years ago, and and the Welsh team not to lose hope. Um, they young players, I think. The yeah. backline had 39 caps and, and they compared it to Vili LaRue, one of the platforms who had 89 caps, whatever it was. Um, it, outrageous that these guys actually came out to play. I think their number 12, 12 was very abrasive. Forgive me for not remembering the name, but I'm sure we'll remember yeah. it in a, in, a, in a few months' time. Um, and I think Wales just, <clears throat> when you hit a team as, as well-versed as the Springboks uh, at that level, it, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah. But we took our opportunities. The coach said, um, Jacques said in the game, we missed probably four try scoring opportunities. That's probably right. Um, and and 
Could we have maybe looked at a 70-point scoreline? Yes, but um, very happy that we actually took advantage of uh, how much better we were uh, as a team and how much more skillful our, our, our players were um, and actually racked up some some points. Because if we had won maybe 35-15, it would have been pretty... You probably looked at it and go, mm, not, not, not good enough. Uh, and the mm. fact that we only let them score one try, look, it was annoying that they did get that garbage time try yeah. because our defense was, I think, generally good. Um, but uh, but look, all, 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 all credit to them for not giving up as well. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're in front of your home crowd. It's a young team. You've got that that sort of Gies, BMT driving you to keep going. So credit to them, like you said, well played to them. But um, I'm glad the boys put the nails in the coffins at the end then. Some really good uh, counter-rugby, counter-attacking rugby. Yeah. Absolutely. Enjoyed Look, let's, let's run through my player ratings. Uh, had a yep. couple of <clears throat> people come back on social media um, with a couple of bits that they weren't so happy about. I think every player that played for the Springboks played well. Let's just put it that way. Um, there's only one player who's got lower than an eight. We'll dive into that. Uh, but I think everyone on that field played absolutely amazingly. Um, look, you can't pick the opposition. Uh, sometimes we play against opposition that are going to get pummeled. Sometimes we don't. But as long as you play well, I think we can. We, you know, we can celebrate the win. Uh, Vili Larue, uh, eight out of ten. I think he had a solid game. A couple of those early. Um, Aerial battles, maybe he wasn't up to scratch with, which I thought was unfortunate, mm -hmm. but I thought eight's a, probably a solid score for him. We move on mm -hmm. to Kane and Moody. I dropped a couple of tens out of tens this week. Uh, not the like me that. at all. Um, Kane and Moody, 10. Look, a couple of tries. What a player. Yeah, I mean, uh, to come off, was he man of the match the, against the Argies, right? Was Twice in a row. Runs, I think. Twice, Twice in a row. In a row. 20 years old um it does come you've got that youth you've got no fear um little mistakes here and there but nothing nothing that would take away a 10 they, he was he was brilliant um, yeah. 101 meters or something made two tries come on look Beautiful. he was he was showing uh class all around the field um just to talk about the wings uh, I, I saw yesterday someone posted that the last four matches have had three different South African wings as man of the matches. Kirtley Arendt, yeah. uh, then Chisholm Colby, and then uh, Dos times Kane and Moody, which is pretty unbelievable. Um, yeah, moving on we to another in that department. <laughs> moving on to another 10 score. Jesse Creel, back with a bang. What a game. What a game for the guy. I'm so happy for him because there are Creel haters out there, but wowzer. He showed some pace and showed why he's he's been on the wing before. That yep. second try, yo, 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 yo. I think you got to say that that thirteen is his position. Let's play him as a second choice thirteen. He is versatile, of course, <laughs> but we've got the wings. Stop playing him on wing. Um, yeah. he, he's got to be playing thirteen with um on the sidelines. I'm pretty happy with how his form is peaking. Uh, yep. Move on to Dale Linda. Look, I've made some comments. People have made some comments that maybe he's not our number one. Uh, 12 at the moment. I think he had a great game. I think he set up, you know, uh, what is it, the second try with that kick through. Kick through, yeah. He was trying things all game. And for a young defence in the Wales, they, they, I think they covered, their focus was 10 and 12 um, channel, and they did tie that up pretty well. But um, I yeah. think Taylor didn't put a foot wrong. He was well, good defensively. Chesham Colby, 10 out of 10, once again. Look, he was oh, oh, unbelievably, he wasn't um, on the this try scoring sheet, but uh, <laughs> fantastic play for him, defense attack. He was so desperate to just, I mean, he was breaking his own ankles and everyone else on the pitch. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 
I'm glad he didn't get injured because a couple of hits there he took yeah. that was worrying. But um, he was definitely yeah, targeted as always, um, mm. and rightly so. If I was defending against him, I'd also try. <laughs> I mean, I would be that, my ankles would be broken, stick and done. There's that, um, there's that slow mo of him doing. I mean, he didn't gain much ground, but the stepping from side to side there was incredible. Yo, yeah, my ankles hurt watching him do it. <laughs> Unbelievably. Look, we're going to go on to number 10, my first seven of the day, Monty Leboc. The way I did it, and it's the same way I did it for the RGs game, I separated it into two ratings. I said, what was he score out of 10? I actually rated him a 9 out of 10. I thought his dynamic player 10 was, was sensational on attack, made some great breaks. There was that one pass to Ken Moody just behind him at the end, but it was a fantastic break. He is the kind of Springbok um, number 10 that we need for attack. Yeah. Unfortunately... Um, look, we're all talking about it. I'm not going to go on about it because he's probably beating himself up more than we yep. are. His kicking is not good enough right now. He's got a 76% rating at club level. He's only, I think it's just under 60% now after that game at international level. We need to bring the Stormers kicking coach on to get him right. Because obviously someone's teaching him some kind of technique that's not working um, yeah. for him. But what I did is I, I took away probably half a point for each of those missed kicks. Uh, to go from nine to seven. I've actually, it would have taken him down to seven and a half. Sorry, six and a half, because I think he missed five kicks. It's just not good enough. He knows it as much as we do. I'm not going to go on about it anymore. That brought him down to probably six and a half. I rounded up to seven. Seven's still a great score. But if he was playing any other position, the kickings wouldn't matter. Um, And, you know, that's just the way it is for the the box at the moment. And uh, look, hopefully he's got another few weeks now and a big game this weekend. Practice. He can can bring that back. Practice, practice. Hendrickson, I thought Hendrickson um, had a good outing to bring him back. Eight, look, he wasn't mm. as electric as we probably expected him to be, but that's yeah. time on the sidelines. I think he, he played a solid enough game. Vissa, eight, as we go into the forwards, abrasive, yeah. running rugby, possibly missing a little bit of his dynamic play that we, we, we see in the Tigers that we'd like to see at the, at the Springbok, but a really good yeah. game for him. Another 10, my fourth of the day, Peter Steftertoy, absolutely barnstorming uh, appearance for the Springboks once again, going to his World Rugby Player of the Year style of play. Will he be back there after this World Cup? Who knows? But for now, what a game by Peter Steftertoy. Man, I love Peter Steftertoy. And we mentioned it in our last episode. he's, He's had a tough few years with injuries and whatnot, but he's like Jesse Krill coming into form at the right time and that intercept amazing the pass to a lot of the time it happened to me when I played rugby you get a bit overexcited if you've done if you've busted through and you're galloping down the line and you pass and it's a shocker but that was a beautiful pass it was a beautiful Um, pass and don't make me talk about Jesse Krill again but what wheels on the board (laughs) (laughs) to just hand hand someone off and under the poles but Peter Steftatoy was everywhere he was everywhere Mm -hmm. he showed yesterday why he is not a lock. He showed yeah. why he's not a lock. His pace, his dynamic play, his, his ball reading, and the and you need him out on the sides of those scrums to affect the game as best as can. Defense was yeah. outstanding. Ten out of ten. There's he, nothing more to say. He hunts he hunts the number tens. That's his role. He will yeah. take the fly off out. And um you've got to keep him in that seven uh, jersey to be able to do that. Because I would be having nightmares about him if I was Scotland oh. or Ireland. Um look they may be confident going to a game, but when you see Peter Sevdetoy coming to this kind of oh. form, 
unbelievable. Uh, very quickly, uh, Khaleesi, I got him a 9 out of 10. Um, 40 minutes back on the field. We all love to see it. He set up that try. Didn't do a lot wrong. Um, was just beautiful to watch him putting his body on the line, not being scared about his injury. And seems yeah. to have come out fine. Um, yep. <clears throat> Happy with that. Uh, so glad yeah. he's back. <laughs> RG Snaymon. Um, actually, we'll talk about RG Snaybot and John Klein together because they are a dynamic team playing for Munster. Yeah. Um, and now I think they, they're actually fantastic as a duo, both 9 out of 10. RG Snaybon was all over the park um, uh, and, and Klein was, uh, was, was absolutely fantastic. It's the first time I've ever probably said this for, for four or five years. If our first, first um, team fours get injured and Lurter it is, I'm actually not worried at all. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat there. RG with the breakthrough, the hands, throwing it behind and, and well he didn't throw it behind in the end, but the show and go. Um and just the way he is, because he's uh six foot ten, every time you had a ruck, he's on that nines well, he's in the nines face, just going for it. And um oh lovely to see. And then Jean and him together is just it's poetry emotion. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, look, uh, the Viking, uh, fantastic. Both of them, obviously, got a really good friendship as well. Um, and you can see that on the pitch. They like playing together too. Go on to the front row. Malherber, nine. Kitsy nine. And Marks, ten. I think Marks for the for the try. Uh, gets probably an extra little pip on there. He also had a little couple of pilfers. Oh, It was a young Wales team, but we dominated and destroyed their scrum. So, you know, I'm not yeah. going to go on about how we're the best scrumming team in the world, which I think we are. Um, it was a weak Wales front row, but you're going to yeah. destroy what is in front of you. And uh, we did. That's that's it. And I agree. And I, I don't I, mean, I don't want to dive too much into it, but those those three and the rest who came on, top, top performance. Yeah, absolutely. With, with Bongi, Oxen and Koch, I also rated them eights. I thought they carried on a solid mm. outing. I think there was one penalty against them um, in the second half, but I think it was a slip. Mm. But other than that, it, it was, was a it slip. Was, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it was pretty good. Mostad played, yep. played well at eight. He was, he was hunting for the ball. I think he knows that his, <clears> his, his place in the 23 is, is up for grabs now. So he's, uh, he's hunting hard. Marco von Staden, yep. Eskom came on the oh. field, put some lights out on the way. I feel for the guy because he's not going to start Bayern Khaleesi, but what a player. What a player. Man. I think uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... he probably makes the bomb squad a little bit scary again. Um, we were probably losing that element. While maybe he's not as dynamic as a quacker, I think he's now got that, um, you know, number 20 shirt or 21, whatever position you play him in uh, off the bench. Mm -hmm. um, he comes on and he, he's really effective in those last, excuse me, <clears throat> he's really effective in those last 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, Williams came on, he got an 8 I think he probably didn't have, have the sniping runs we were looking for to get a 9 or a 10 but he certainly ran the game well and Willems, uh, um, I thought he played exceptionally well, I thought he did everything right on the field except for that one lapse in tackle technique I think that was probably an unlucky tackle technique um, and, yeah. and just and, and rather than anything malicious he just wasn't in the right position and, and fair yeah. play to the yellow card those are the card rules, but he did score a try 8 for him and that, well, going back to Marnie, because Marnie swung that ball to him, what yeah. a pass, just thread the needle into the basket, under the well, almost under the poles. I mean, you could see Damien wanted to put it under the poles. Um, but yeah, unfortunate with the yellow. He, um, I mean, luckily for him, I suppose, uh, Marco added the mitigation because he smacked, he hit that guy really hard. And then Damien just came in a bit, a bit upright. Um, but we're not, yeah. 
uh, reds and yellows and and head contact are a big talk of the town and we're not going to dive into it too much right now exactly i'm sure there'll be a lot to review by the time the world cup comes comes around yeah. moving on to what was a fan's favorite uh in the in the ratings and in the comments that were sent from last week you know what time it is it's george against the machine george versus the machine so george uh, we've asked AI to ask you a couple of would you rather questions today. And once again, they have baffled the mind. Somehow, knowing you're a supporter of the Stormers, the best franchise in South Africa, um, certainly yeah, for the last couple of years. Um, George, it has, the first question is a bit of a doozy. Would you rather attend one final match at Newland Stadium before it closes or witness another final at the Cape Town Stadium? Oh, well, I, I can answer it very easily because it's Newlands has a very close place, a soft spot in my heart, whatever you want to call it. It was down the road from where I grew up. I used to be a scholar in the stands as a lighty, just watching the Stormers Corner. I used to be on the field as well when it was still like the Bankfin Curry Cup, <laughs> not Amsa, um, throwing balls out into the crowd and got to have a slap chip at the halftime. It was Newlands. It's sad when you see the footage because they showed recently on some social media, the grass being changed at the new, at the Cape Town stadium and the state of the Newlands turf. So yeah, I would like to watch another game at Newlands hundred percent. Look, Newlands, what a fantastic stadium, so much history, but I am of the elk of, uh, new is always better. Look at that Cape Town stadium. We've had some fantastic, it's a world-class facility. Um, it has had some fantastic, it has a Lions win, albeit in um, all three tests in, uh, in, in lockdown. And it's had a couple of amazing sellout uh, performances this season, including the final. And, uh, and, and I think, look, it's 2023. It's time to move on from, from Newlands. Would I want to watch one more game there? Yes. But a final at Cape Town Stadium, I don't think there's any better atmosphere in South Africa at the moment. Fair enough. Next question, and this one is pretty topical. Um, AI has asked, would you rather have the precision kicking of Andre Pollard or the electric dynamic play of Marnie Lubbock at the World Cup? Oh. AI, you <laughs> look into World our souls. Is this at the World Cup? At the World Cup. Oh, so... Oh man, um, I the answer for me is because it is the World Cup, and and every point matters. And to win a World Cup, you need to be able to dig deep. So I would go with Andre Pollard's pinpoint accuracy. I love Marnie Lebok. There's nothing against him. Look, he did it. Did he not do it in the fi the final or semi final in the URC? He kicked a, a doozy from the corner and he got it over. So he does have it. However, Andre's got it just a bit more. I'd go with Andre. I'm sorry, Barney. <laughs> Don't hit on me. I think that is <laughs> probably most people right now's thoughts. Everyone wants Marnie to succeed. I think you watch him play. Mm -hmm. um, he could change how South Africa play in the next 10 years. But just like Malcolm Marks needing to hit his line outs back in 2018, 2017, you've got to have a number 10 that hits his goals. Marnie's got a bit of the yips at the moment because he can do it. So I think it's probably a mental thing. Um, Go on, Marnie. Prove us wrong. On to the next segment. Oh, damn, rugby. 
You nasty. This week, we had a listener send through a story, so we're going to play it on the podcast for everyone to hear. You ready, George? I'm ready. Please be dirty. <laughs> for the boys, um, a little um, trip down memory lane. Um, so, yeah, let me paint you the picture. We have... Um, yeah, 25 boys from KZN uh, on a school trip to, to the mother city. Um, yeah, first team tour, pre-season. Wowza, 25 boys on a first team tour. You must have had a couple of those yourself. Uh, not for three third team Matt, but uh, for first team George, potentially. Um, sadly, I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was cuck at school. <laughs> I uh, I went on a tour once and uh, it was with mates. I went to support. <laughs> <laughs> Moving yes. swiftly on. Then we're heading off to pay three of the most prestigious schools in Karpstadt. Um, yeah, so we, we head off uh, all, all buzzed up on uh, Energates, Lucasades, Pares and all of the above. Uh, yeah, head, head there for our first game and yeah, goes off um, yeah, like fireworks. We yeah, wonderful display of rugby. Um, all the boys are buzzing after the big W, and we um, yeah we're looking for you know uh, some watering holes to sort of venture to. Obviously, it goes without saying. You know, none of the boys were drinking. You know, you know our first team. Rugby. None of the boys were drinking. No, no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been told a story about rugby tour where the boys weren't drinking at breakfast quite frankly um so not sure what these kzn boys were doing uh definitely not drinking beers um yeah off the beers and sort of you know limes and sodas all around um and then these um these boys from cape town they're like yeah you guys um you should dive into um one of the one of the hot spots uh, that um, cape town has to offer so, yeah, our ears perked up, as you would. And, uh, yeah, we headed to a place called Mavericks, which I'm pretty sure, um, in and amongst the listeners, I think um, is quite a, yeah, maybe a, maybe maybe one of one or two of you have ventured there in your, in your time. Anyways. Bit of Mavericks for the boys. <laughs> for those of you who are not from Cape Town, who do not know what Mavericks is, I've actually never been to Mavericks because uh, my soul is intact. Um, but George, do you want to explain to the listeners? Make it sound like I've been there. Um, anyway, um, Mavericks is almost like a gentleman's club. But it's a strip club, not. ladies and gentlemen. It's Mavericks <laughs> is a strip club. Uh, I don't, uh, from what I've heard, I don't think it's particularly a uh, fantastic strip club, but it is the premier strip club in the Cape Town region. Yeah, so we proceeded to enter into this uh, into this establishment, and uh, yeah, as you can imagine, it was yeah, dear to the headlights. Yeah, lots going on, lots to take in, you know, especially in the in the 3D formats, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, we proceeded to get some tables and sort of, you know, dive into a couple of dances and everyone's sort of having a great time. And, and then yeah, a couple of hours down the line, yeah, everything's going sort of, you know, everyone's happy as Larry. And we sort of look to the entrance of the, of the building and we see none other than our forwards and our head coach rocking a little bit's Willie Steam. 
Wowza. Um, okay, so this can go one of two ways. Uh, it can go uh, all guns blazing and everyone gets in trouble. Parents are called, flown back to KZN, back to the farm, back to the boarding house, back to the suburbs, and never allowed out again. Or... You know, you know, mumbling and stumbling around. And yeah, we, we, you know, our eyes locked onto them, their eyes locked onto us, and we just like, you know what, pull in! And we just, uh, yeah, they, they, they came, joined the table, and yeah, high fives all around. So yeah, no, fantastic story, great memories to this day. And yeah, that's what it's all about. You know that what? Is that is what it's all about. That is what it's all about. We talk so much about the rugby community and how everyone treats each other well, looks after each other, and enjoys a beer. Um, wow. Couple of people, uh, you know, obviously it's coming anonymously. A school might get in trouble these days for something like that. Um, potentially, this uh, gentleman is a little bit older, like ourselves. Um, I remember going out uh, while at school and seeing teachers and getting into trouble. Uh, but I guess, well, actually, there might be a little uh, a, a silence deal. We don't tell you, and you don't tell on us, uh, and 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 we all move on. But it actually sounds like they enjoyed a beer together, which is what. It is all about, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic story. <laughs> you nasty. <know it. laughs> well, guys, let's move on to the last segment of the day. The one that we focus on, the Rugby World Cup in France, of course, only France. Only France. George. We've got a big game next week. We'll both be attending at Twickenham Stadium, All Blacks versus the Springboks. Very quickly, uh, in about 30 seconds, tell me what do you expect us to show in our last warm-up game before the World Cup? Um, right. So I think very quickly, similar team and just go into the... Because we know Kiwi games are always the probably the toughest games. It's away from home for both teams. So maybe a bit of expansive rugby we've got Marnie swinging it around maybe something to surprise the Kiwis because they know we just use the forwards 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 let's let's maybe come at them a little different try something before the World Cup and then I mean people might hate me for saying that but yeah just maybe chuck it around a bit yeah I think we probably need to <laughs> work a little bit more on um, a structured game actually so I'll probably disagree with you slightly there I think we chucked it Damn. around quite a bit against Wales <laughs> Um, and we probably need to revert back to what we're going to employ at the World Cup. But a little bit of fun, uh, as it is pretty much an exhibition match uh, for the faithful over in the UK. Uh, no injuries, please. No injuries, please. No injuries, please. Uh, and we move on. The W, probably less important than the performance for me. Yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, I'll go back a bit on what I've said. One thing I'd like us to focus on is our aerial battles. So structure, as you said, but I'd like to see some us winning some of the aerial battles because we we didn't we lacked that yesterday they'll definitely let's, be testing us there they, they tested us yeah, that 100%. in the last and it's the easy one to test us right it is but let's show them that we're better come on all right so let's talk a little bit more about the world cup in general the wider world cup we're going to play a little game of higher or lower um i'm going to tell mm -hmm. you a team you're going to tell me if they are higher or they're going to end higher or lower than the previous team okay got the rules okay. understand it we're going to start with an easy one start with south africa okay that is the team that we're setting the baseline with easy first one higher or lower tonga 
South Africa are going to finish higher than Tonga. Well, I think that's probably the easiest yeah. one that we've got at the moment, but you've got to oh, start somewhere. <clears throat> On to Tonga. Who's going to finish higher or lower? Tonga or Australia? Tonga. <laughs> a little bit of a little kick to Eddie Jones there. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. I'm oh, sorry. It's Eddie Jones. Didn't like the media this week, uh, although it was looking pretty sick in their, their drip. Ooh. I think they they are mm. looking the best. Well, certainly the traveling uh, look, looking the best out of all the uh, the videos we saw. The Kiwis weren't looking so great, to be honest. The Springboks were looking uh, all right. But the the Wobblies under Eddie Jones with their hunting hats, <laughs> uh, not sure they'll be doing any successful hunting, but you never know with that side of the draw. Fingers crossed for them. Mm. So we move on with Australia, high or lower, Fiji. <laughs> Fiji's going to end lower than Australia. No, no. Are we go- I'm saying Fiji's going to end higher than Australia. Okay. Higher. Sorry. Yeah. Should have said that. Fiji played quite well yesterday against France. I know it wasn't the French first string side. They played. They showed some. I think half time was really close. Sixteen ten or something. It was close. Yeah, and Australia, Fiji, Wales uh, are in the same group. <clears throat> I think um, it's it's with um, Georgia as well. So that's number 9, 10, 11, and 12 in the world or something all linked together. Fiji could be the surprise uh, team in that group. I think Wales are either going to get through or they're going to come – or they're not. There's no you. Can't, what a stupid thing to say, but there, there, there's, there's no knowing what Wales are going to do. I think Australia probably will sneak through. But Fiji could surprise some people there. Yeah, and you've mentioned another team now, but I'll wait wait for you to ask me the question, and I might change all my answers. So, higher or lower uh, for Fiji? Is England going to end higher or lower than Fiji? England will end higher than Fiji. You sure about that? They're going to make it out of the group? Current way they're playing? Both as tactics? Uh, the red cards I mean, flying around? As much as I have a... No, I'm not going to say it, but they know how to get to World Cup finals and they've done yeah. it new, how many times? Four times now? Um, and they've won one. Uh, they've got a, Three, a I dare I say it, an easier group. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they've got an easier group, an easier path. They're still going to get out of the group. You know, they've got Argentina. They're going to get out of the group, fair, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, okay. So next one, higher or lower than England? Scotland. In the group with South That's Africa. That's oh, uh, <laughs> a doozy. Get out of here. So we, mm-hmm. we, as South Africans, obviously expect either Scotland or Ireland to, to drop out, right? Um, yes. So you're going to go with Scotland lower than England? Oh, I don't know, because Scotland will they beat played, England if they play today. They played quite nicely, though, there. They did. Um, Finn Russell runs that team like a proper general. The South African wings, I mean, the Scottish wings, um, they're incredible. Uh, the props they've got are incredible. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, Listen, yeah. If, if, if Ireland <clears throat> slip up, there could be two South African teams uh, progressing from the group. So we'll move on to uh, higher or lower than Scotland, the hosts, France. Yeah, France will be higher. Yeah, you, yeah, look, you, you, you are probably right, uh, unless we see something outrageous. But um, the next one's probably a little bit yeah. more tricky. Um, higher or lower than France, New Zealand? Oh, higher. I think New Zealand are going to beat them in the opening game. 
I actually agree with you. I don't think France are quite what they were 18 months ago. I still think they're one of the best teams in the world, and I think, still think they have a massive chance of winning the World Cup. I think that first game, the Kiwis are going to smack them in the face. And I don't, and that's going to actually show us what France are going to be like in the World Cup because we've seen from the last World Cup, you don't need to win the opening game or one of the pool games to win the World Cup. South Africa were the first team to do that, uh, in yep. particular against New Zealand. But I think um, New Zealand... I think they're a better outfit at the moment, especially without Intermac at 10. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, for for the French and for, for a couple other teams where, like us, for example, we have one sort of standout 10. New Zealand have three. Yeah. <laughs> so Unbelievable. They have three world-class 10s. Um, so they're very lucky. But on top of that, they're just, they're a, they're a team that knows how to win. Correct. Um, and yeah, and they, they've got that formula down. Um, so... I, I do expect a, an NZ win in the opening game. I don't know if it, it might be a smack or it so might who, be a who doozy. ends the competition higher or lower? France or New Zealand? Yeah. New Zealand going to make New it Zealand. through. Interesting. Interesting. Now, oh, no, but that makes that makes my life difficult now. Hold on. Because I'm thinking because we would have to meet one of those two. Hey, we've got we've to gotta meet the best to, to, to be the best, right? So That's let's it. do it. Let's do it. Um, New Zealand, higher or Argentina? New Zealand will be higher than Argentina. Okay. Well, there's an argument here that uh, Argentina probably going to cruise through the group, might even get into the semifinals. New Zealand, <clears throat> you've already said, beats France, so probably makes it to the semifinals as well. Um, you know, I want everyone to make it to the final actually... and the Boca, and the Boca win. <laughs> when, you when I first say Argentina, I think people might think, oh, scoff. Yeah. You know, not, not a stupid question, but actually, with this side of the group, they could get further than New Zealand if New Zealand slip up because, you know, a, a, a bronze true. medal playoff is is not outrageous for Argentina. New Zealand have South Africa or um, France and Ireland at some point um, to get mm -hmm. through to, to, to get to that yeah. position. So not as an easy question, but you still think New Zealand... No, when you you've convinced me I've changed my <laughs> mind because <laughs> yeah the RGs have done it as well they've made it to the the semis numerous times um and like you said they've got a bit of an easier I don't say easier part they've got a decent pool but they are one of the better teams in it mm -hmm. so if going by my heart and the Boca and everything RGs above New Zealand Wowza, you heard it here first. Now, last one, number one going into the World Cup, higher or lower, based on the same argument we've just had, Ireland, higher um, or lower than Argentina. Are they going to break the quarterfinal the voodoo. The voodoo, the voodoo that um, you do? They could. Look, I, I watched the some most of the game yesterday, and it wasn't anything like in they're a great side, but it wasn't. I wasn't like, oh my god, I wasn't trembling when I watched it. I was just like, yeah, we can beat these guys. So I said, New uh, Ireland will not end higher than the RGs. I agree with you there. I think they're actually going to get knocked out of the first time of asking. They're going to make it through the pool. I think um, South Africa and Scotland will make it through the pool, whichever way that turns out. Uh, sorry, South Africa and Ireland will make it Ireland. through the pool, whichever way that works out and i think ireland will come against probably new zealand to just start it off and um get knocked out even if they come against france i think they'd get knocked out in france um, yeah even without intermac i think it's a classic case of hopefully both um 
favorite Northern Hemisphere teams peaking at the wrong time, um, as they do year after year or tournament after tournament. But I think that's a, that was an interesting game to play, and I think it'll be interesting mm. to see once we get through the pool stages, we maybe revisit that and see how things have changed. Yeah. That's I all from us that. today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Please like, subscribe, follow us. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you like your podcast. Please subscribe to us on YouTube to watch the videos. Um, check out at SA Rugby Oak on Instagram and at Try Time George as well for latest updates on the podcast and South African rugby in general. We've loved having you listen to us. Thank you so much, uh, and we'll see you next time.